This is an unscripted episode. This is Lash. I honestly don't know why I'm doing this, but it's been two weeks now since I last put out any episode. Not because I don't have any content to put out, not because we don't have any topics. We actually have topics and um, artworks for all the topics. Problem is, I just haven't gotten myself to be able to turn on my microphone and record any of these topics. I don't know why. All I know is that I'm actually not of myself. I'll say I'm in a dark place. And this is not new to me. This is a familiar place to be. I remember the first time I was in this place. Let me tell you a story. A couple of friends and myself started a company called Glivion. We went to software development. Those who know me actually know of this. It was probably the biggest thing that I was involved in at that time. And I felt happy. Doesn't mean it didn't come with its own problems and challenges, it did. But I felt like I belonged to a bigger thing. I I belonged to something. And I was really putting in work and I was seeing... I was seeing the effect. I was in a good place. Then fast forward, we graduated and it didn't feel like that anymore. We were no longer on campus, everybody was away, we, even though we decided that after national service we were going to come together and make this a big company. It wasn't the same. I, I couldn't. I had to quit. It was one of those decisions that I had to make because I was I was depressed. I spoke to my mom about being unhappy and being depressed. Nothing really makes me happy. I was locked in my room almost the whole day. And I remember this. What she told me was, happy yourself. And I remember times that she would come and I'm always in my room. Maybe I hadn't taken my bath. I hadn't eaten. My clothes were dirty. And because I was going through something, emotionally, I wasn't wasn't okay. And the thing is, I'm the only child. Even though I stayed with um, my siblings, I had cousins staying with us, Chambers, Ada, and all. But I don't know, it was was this heavy loneliness. And um, whenever my mom comes to my room, all she saw was a lazy boy. She didn't understand that nobody was beating me. Nobody was nobody was starving me. There was food in the house and all. So how could I say I'm not happy? How could I say I'm depressed? How could I how could I even complain about anything? I think she didn't understand what depression was. And there was a time that I told her I was depressed and she told me that I should use my mouth to say positive stuff. And while I don't blame her, um, 
we come from a Christian home. She's actually a pastor's wife. My dad is a pastor, so she believes in the fact that if I keep saying it, then I'm basically saying it into existence. But the problem was, I was already depressed. All through my life, I haven't really been able to put a finger on this whole emotions thing. The problem, well, I usually don't like to call it a problem, is for me, I feel everything deeply. I really don't understand when, um, why people cherry pick the emotions. It looks like they are good emotions and they are bad emotions. And even for the good emotions, when you show too much, they tell you you're too emotional. I, f I personally feel like if I love you, I love you deeply. If, if, if there's anger, it's deeply. I actually feel every bit of emotion. But the only difference is that sometimes I'm too scared to act on it. For instance, anger. I'm actually a very shy guy. A lot of people do not believe this. I'm a very reserved person. So there are times that if I'm angry with you, I, don't even, I can't even open my mouth to tell you that I'm angry with you. And it keeps eating me from within. And I think that's where it all started from. Where I had to push things inside because well, whenever my parents say something that I'm unhappy about and I try to talk it out or I try to respond, um, they call it insolent. My dad has actually told me that a couple of times that whenever he's talking, don't talk. And even if you're unhappy about something, you're supposed to keep it in. So we grew up broken already, where people would, we didn't know how to handle our emotions. I didn't know how to, how to go about it. Somebody does something I don't like, I had to keep quiet because that's how I was brought up. And then if I meet somebody that, um, let's say I'm older than, or let's say I'm above, and now I have, I don't know how to even push out my emotions. It's either I'm doing it too much or I'm not doing it enough. I remember my time in Accra. It was one of the most difficult phases in my life that I had to go through. And personally, I think that I haven't been able to deal with it properly. It's still there. It's like we just moved on and we just swept it under the carpet. Right after national service, I actually didn't complete my national service. A friend of mine, Saeed, he got me a job in Accra. So I had to move. It was with this um, politician. So I had to move from Takradi. It was it was one of the biggest stuff to happen. You didn't complete national service, and then um, you have a job paying you thousand five. That was the that was my salary then, and that was in 2015. So it was a big deal. And accommodation wasn't a problem because I was going to stay with a woman. She was going to feed me. I was I was I was happy. So I moved to Accra. And it wasn't as I expected. Well, this woman, true to her word, she gave me a she gave me a house in an estate. That was where I was staying, and that was when I was doing my photography. I'm very happy that I found photography, and my first camera, uh, my ex-girlfriend then helped me to get my first camera. And what it did was it gave me something like an outlet for me to express myself to express my emotions in a different way and that was something i'm very happy about and that was something that also hurt me a lot because i didn't know how to commercialize photography it was something that i was only doing to express how i felt at that moment so there was a lot of free stuff going around and 
it got me a lot of friends well looking at it now i wouldn't really say friends it was just ladies who were around me just to get free pictures and that is something that up till now i still have to explain to some people that if there's a lady that you want and then you try to talk to her she tells you oh like you have a lot of girls around you i've seen your photography you have a lot of models and thing is that since i even moved out of accra there are a whole lot of girls that those days i was hearing from them every week they were coming around the studio that i don't think they even have my number anymore and this goes to prove that they were just hanging around you to just get free pictures after my national service i came back to takardi because um, the government had changed, I think it was MPP now, and then the woman had some of her funds stuck somewhere, so I came to Takradi, and it was worse. There's always been this kind of gap between myself and my dad, and that is a story for another day. So when I moved to Takradi, I wasn't working. He wasn't giving me any money. I wasn't getting money from anywhere except my mom. So after a while, a friend of mine, Theophilus, he got, he got me a contact in Accra. Um, there's a job, Pestle Systems Limited, that there was a vacancy so I could join. I didn't have any place to stay. And thankfully for my friends, Saeed, Thomas, and then Gerald, they told me, see, you could come and stay with us. And um, there's a room for you. You don't have to pay rent because we know that you know you don't have any money until maybe um, next year or something. And I was very grateful for that. And I'm still grateful for that. And that's how I moved to Accra. And that was the longest I actually spent in Accra. Eventually, I quit this other job too um, because of my supervisor and boss was always on my case. And one thing I'm very thankful for was a person I met in that office called um, Daniel. We became so close and I learned a lot from him and uh, I'm very thankful that I met him. So after Pessol, I went into photography again. That was what I was doing full time. It was struggle after struggle, hunger after hunger. And I was staying with Gerald and there were times that he had to buy food for me before I could survive. I was still bad at monetizing photography. So I remember this time that my mom called me and we were talking and I broke into tears because I had been holding on for so long and it felt like this was never going to end. I asked myself, is there ever going to be a breakthrough I'm not the kind to compare myself to people, but you could see folks that you left school with doing better than you and you ask yourself questions. And this is not to say that I regret the path that I took. I actually appreciate it because I feel like, now I don't have any regrets because whatever I wanted to do, I actually did. I tried it out and I'm very happy I did that. Thankfully last year, I had a job offer here and then I moved back to Takradi permanently. The problem is that that has also been an unending cycle. You go to work, you come back to the house. You go to work, you come back to the house. And the thing is, you can't even complain that you're tired because there's this whole expectations on the shoulder of a man that you're supposed to put in your best. And almost every day you had to bring work home because the time in the office is not enough to complete the work that you're supposed to do. Because the work I do here, I actually teach software programming and um, there's a whole lot of preparation that you have to do and you have to do all these preparations in the house. It means you close from work and then you just have to rush home. Lately, this past month, I've been very tired. 
I've felt like giving up so much. But the thing is, this is the only job that I do to feed myself and to feed my mom. So you can't give up. And sometimes I ask myself that, will there be a time that I'm going to have a break? Will there be a time that I'm going to say that I'm in a place that I'm happy? And probably this is a question that I can't answer ever. I don't know. Well, it doesn't look like I'm ever going to be able to answer this question. In as much as I'm hopeful that, yeah, we all get to a place where we are happy. It doesn't look like that for me. And there's this thing about opening up. I've tried it. I've tried to talk to people. But the problem I have is it looks like everybody has an advice on hold that they want to give to you. And at a point, it becomes more like a competition between who is having it worse. You tell them your problem and then you wouldn't even end. And then there's another story about how they also went through it and, and yours is not even a problem enough. There's a lot of victim blaming going around. I remember today in the office, I was telling a story about how a lady lied to me and broke my heart. And then the first thing that the person listening to me said was, yes, it's your fault. You just put yourself in that situation. You went into that relationship. And then I asked myself that, is it wrong to love? Because somebody lied to me and broke my heart. And now it's my fault because I put myself in that situation. There's a lot of victim blaming going around. And I think um, the days that I'm going to have to talk about this, open up, maybe have more of these um, segments or these topics where I actually open up to no audience at all. I'm even thinking about not posting this episode. It's just a recording of me speaking out my heart and the truth is i'm actually very tired wherever you see me kindly give me a hug because it's not easy in the middle of this recording my mom called and she was like oh how are you doing and as always i said i'm fine and she asked me is everything okay i'm like yeah everything is fine but actually i'm not and the question is why didn't i open up to her because i know that most of these things she can't handle it whenever she knows that there's something wrong with me or i'm not fine it then bothers her and then it's it's a cycle she gets worried and i'm worried that she's worried so i'd rather want to handle it myself the people that you open up to and then you tell that this and this is my problem and then they make it look like you are holding on to it especially when they say things like ah you just have to forget this as if it's just easy you just turn off a switch and all your problems go away ironically I started this to listen to people, but the problem is it's hard to get people to listen to you. Sometimes I'm on Twitter and I see uh, most of these guys don't open up and women open up. So guys actually tease their male friends. And sometimes I feel like people have no clue. I've tried multiple times to open up to women thinking that they are more empathetical than guys. Guys are going to laugh at you. And most of these women have weaponized these things that I've told them. So as a young adult, it's just left with you and then your problems and how you're going to deal with it. I still don't know why I recorded this episode, but I'm hoping that me speaking out, me talking out my problems is going to offload me of some of the troubles. I know a couple of people, especially my trainees who look up to me and see an insensitive man, a strong man, somebody who doesn't care about a lot of things. But the truth is, I'm just a broken child trying to find a way to heal. And I'm tired and every single day I'm trying not to give up. In my office, I'm the guy who's cracking the jokes. But deep down, I'm in a very dark place. 
This is not a cry for help. This is just me trying to express myself. And to whoever is going to listen to this, because probably I'm not going to share the links or I'm not going to do any publicity for this episode. But if you ever find your way to listen to this episode and you are going through the same situation, I just want you to know that you are not alone. And hopefully, well, they say hope can be a very dangerous thing, but hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel. My name is Lash and see you on the more happy episodes. Enjoy the rest of your day. Feels like and I will try, try, try to breathe till it turns to muscle memory. I'm only steady on my knees. One day I'll stand on my own two feet. No, I'm